Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, aiming to inspire entrepreneurs to launch their new ventures and connect them with incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. There are many potential entrepreneurs that are thinking about launching their new ventures, but many don't know where to start. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate Fintech ecosystem so you can get started more easily. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Ralph Huber, co-founder of APX. Ralph and I uh, worked together at Credit Suisse, uh, where he worked in legal and I worked in corporate development M&A. So Ralph, why did you decide to join a startup and found a rec tech company like APX? First of all, thanks a lot, Rudy, for having me here. Very excited. It's a long question, right? Or actually, there would be a long uh, answer for it. I try to make it short. I think the main reason for leaving a large organization uh, such as Credit Suisse for me really was to make a change, right? I've had many, many good years at Credit Suisse with great colleagues, really good time. But what was always pretty difficult is to change a process, to change something completely from A to Z, right? So I think within an organization, as uh, probably everyone knows who, who has been working for a large organization, that's a challenge. And then at one point in time, after, um, yeah, in total more than 16 years in uh, large organizations as a legal and a compliance person, I finally made the step out of the organization and co-founded APX together with my colleagues. So what does APX do? Can you tell us what's the problem that you're trying to solve and why is it worth solving? APEX is a reg tech, right? So we are in the regulatory technology space. And why does this matter, right? It matters because uh, the financial industry over the past decade was really hit hard by regulation, right? So the amount of new regulation worldwide increased massively. And nowadays, the cost for being compliant or in general, the legal and compliance costs within the financial industry are so substantial that we are convinced there must be a new way how to deal with it. Because how typically banks are dealing with regulatory topics is still like uh, 20, 30, 40 years old, right? It's paper-based, it's a word file, it's an email, it's a phone call. So what we are doing is basically taking regulation to the digital age. So can you try to paint a picture, for example, for which business division this is useful, how does that work? Our mission statement is that we transform regulation into machine-readable rules. But what does that mean, right? Machine-readable rules, why does that make sense? We think it makes a lot of sense because of the fact that while basically the whole interaction within banks, the interaction between clients and the bank, between client advisors, relationship manager and the banks, is already and is more and more becoming digital, right? We are using robot advisors, we are using online banking. I think that's absolutely clear. But the backbone or one of the backbones of those interactions is regulation. And this is maintained still manually. So what we provide is all the regulatory requirements in a format that it fits into those digital tools. Let's take an example. Let's take the example of the investment advisory process probably one of the more complex processes within a bank, right? Where a client advisor is putting together 
portfolio for a client, right? According to uh, his interest, his risk appetite, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for doing that, a number of regulatory requirements apply, right? Those are distribution rules: which instruments can I offer? About what can I talk when I meet the client, for example, outside of Switzerland, where I'm based? Or you have suitability requirements, right? What is suitable for this specific client? You have sanction rules, or you have tax considerations, which are relevant, right? Is this instrument, if I buy a structured product for a Malaysian client, from a tax point of view, does it make sense or not? Right? All these rules, all these regulations, to keep track of them, because they keep changing, and to keep them at the place where they need to be, right? Where the client, the advisor, is interacting with the client, this is a huge challenge, and this is exactly how we help our clients. So we provide those rules in a digital form, so we can be changed also by the internal teams, by the legal and compliance teams. They can access the rules, they can change the rules, and they are directly hooked up to the system a bank is using, the existing tools. So we don't introduce a new tool. We basically bring the rules to the place where the bank today is interacting with its clients. So who are your target customers? You mentioned banks. Uh, what kind of banks? Are there also other financial institutions that could benefit from this? Yes, I mean, we are a clear B2B solution, right? So we basically help banks to deal with their regulatory problems, right? We are not introducing a new client relationship with the banking clients, so our clients really are the banks themselves. We have different types of rules that we sell. We have rules like the ones I've mentioned before, they're mainly focused on typical private banks. We have at the same time distribution rules, which are more focused on asset management businesses. So how can I distribute a fund, for example, in an international context? But then we also have completely different regulatory rule sets, right? One example is AML rules. That's anti-money laundering. So from an anti-money laundering point of view, I have to comply with certain restrictions. This is a rule set we provide. Or also something completely uh, different is data protection rule set, right? Which basically tells our clients which type of client data or employee data they can store in which country, transfer to which country, etc., etc. So we really cover a variety of uh, different regulatory problems and also to different type of customers. But as mentioned before, it's really B2B. So where are you based? The headquarter of APX is here in Zurich. That's also where it all started. But since almost two years, we have our development team in Lisbon, Portugal. So we have now almost 10 people working for us in Lisbon. And just um, two months ago, actually, uh, we opened our office in the UK. So we have now two employees covering the UK market. And planned for the next few months is basically also an office in Singapore. Awesome. So how have you started with your venture? Can you tell us a little bit about your beginnings? First, I mean, there are four co-founders of APX, right? One of them is, is, is me. We started independently, right? I was the lawyer guy, the legal and compliance guy. I've started to digitize rules and, and play around with how rules can be managed digitally by myself. That was an access database I was using, so uh, not latest technology. Uh, while my three other uh, co-founders, they were coming actually to the same problem, but from a more technical point of view, right? 
And we basically met here at F10, right? So that's the, the interesting story about it because I became a mentor of the F10 program and my colleagues, the three colleagues, they've already applied to the F10 program with APX, as APX. That's where we met and uh, that's also where we realized that we're basically, that we basically want to solve the same problem, but for two directions. So we joined forces and... Uh, Two years later, APX has 22 employees. Oh, wow. We talked about that you met at the F10. And how did you see the program? I and mean, how have you benefited? What did you do in the program? Really started at the F10 with just a couple of slides, right? There was nothing built, not a single line of code. It was a slide. It was a pitch. It is the same pitch we're doing today, right, about machine-readable rules. And we got into the program with almost nothing except a really good idea and the vision how we could change the regulatory world. And the F10 program basically gave us everything we needed to start with, right? And this is, for example, having a business plan. This is having a going-to-market strategy. This is formulating your vision and your mission. This is learning to pitch, right? Doing an elevator pitch, a one-minute pitch, a five-minute pitch, a 10-minute pitch. Really everything I think you need to get a first idea, a good idea to the point where you can sell it to others. So for us, it was a place where uh, APX was born. So where are you on your journey in terms of product development, geographic reach, funding and hiring today? I think if you uh, formulate that in a the startup language, right, then uh, what we have definitely achieved is the so-called product market fit, right? But what we have developed in the past two years is a product that fits the market where we have clients. So we have uh, also large clients, like, for example, Credit Suisse. And I think this is a very good achievement, very good first step. This is where we currently are. From funding perspective, we have finalized our seed investment round in 2017. So we had the chance to really onboard reputable, great investors. And what we are currently finalizing is Series A round. The goal, once Series A is completed, is really getting into growth phase, right? So we do have product market fit. The product works. It's with clients. They're using it. That's good. And the goal now is really scale both geographically, right? I think there we have the two major markets that we want to enter, which is one UK and number two Singapore, right? And on the other hand, right, besides the markets, it's the type of rules, right? We today focus primarily on the financial industry, but as mentioned before, we are starting to get into rules, into topics which are cross-industry, and this is our goal, right? The, the approach, how we deal with regulation and how we create machine-readable regulation, this is not specific to the financial industry. It's cross-industry. And uh, what needs to be proven naturally is that we can also deliver that. So this is one of the goals for uh, post-Series A. So what are your next steps for you in terms of development after the fundraising? You kind of mentioned it a little bit, but in terms of uh, partnerships, investors and customers, can you elaborate a little bit? What are you going to do in the UK? What are you going to do in uh, in Singapore? And as I said, in terms of uh, incumbents, how are you planning to um, either disrupt them or to work with them? 
I'd like to start with the last question because we haven't touched that one. And I think this is a really important one because for us, it was very clear from the beginning, right, that in the space where we are, regulatory space, legal and compliance topics, we have to collaborate with partners. So no one would trust a startup like APX to solve regulatory problems for 80 plus jurisdictions, right? That's not realistic. And that's why we are working together with large partners. One of them is EY. Another one is Alan Lowry. We are working with BDO, for example. We take everything where they are really good in, right? And that's, for example, having a global network. This is having the reputation of really understanding the business and regulation in very detail, right? So that's what we take from them. That's where we collaborate with them. So they provide us with regulatory knowledge. Naturally, we pay them for that. But we build what they're not good at. And this is technology, right? So while uh, those partners are, as said, right, they definitely have their, their huge areas of expertise, but developing a product and basically standardizing and normalizing a problem, a regulatory problem, how we do that, put it this way, that's pretty difficult for them. So this is exactly where we come in, right? So we take the best from what they already have. We go to our clients, right? And basically stand in between and make regulation and make that expertise digitally transferable, right? And this is exactly what we do. Okay, so last question. Where can interested parties reach you? The easiest way, I would say, apx.com. We have open positions there. We have more information on the product, on our partners. Just really drop us an email and you'll find everything on apx.com. Well, thank you, Ralph, for talking to us and good luck to APX. Thanks, Rudy. Had a great time. Really enjoyed it. Thanks. 